We've been walking through a series, going through the Sermon on the Mount. And this would be our fifth lesson out of the Sermon on the Mount. But I want to do something a little different today. And we'll continue with the Sermon on the Mount next week. Uh, If you look through the New Testament, it mainly consists of letters written by different people. Paul, John, James, uh, Peter. But most of these letters, they aren't written just saying, okay, what do I want to talk about today? It's usually with a very specific uh, purpose in mind, something that's happening in that community they're writing to, and something that needs to be addressed. Um, James wrote to Christians who were dispersed from their homeland to encourage them amongst other things and to, and to help them to lead a better life for the Lord. Um, Paul, one of the big reasons he wrote Philippians is to tell Yodia and Syntyche to stop arguing with each other. Uh, pretty much all of 1 Corinthians is Paul answering questions that they had previously written to him. And I really wish we had that letter. But they, they wrote things that were very specific to what's going on and what's happening. So this morning I want to take a break from the Sermon on the Mount and do that. And for obvious reasons, I want to spend just a little time talking about death. And, and I'll be honest, I'm not as prepared as I usually like to be because of all the things that have been going on. So... I usually try to keep all my messages right around 25 minutes, but this may be a little shorter, so bear with me. Then again, I don't think anyone's ever complained about the preacher sermon being too short, so you're welcome. Uh, my first Sunday here, which was just a little over a month ago, uh, if you remember, we looked at the passage of Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. And I remember making the comment in that lesson that the devil never gets the last laugh. And so my message this morning is titled, Laughing at the Devil. And while it's still true today that the devil never gets the last laugh, uh, he's still going to laugh at us a lot, you know? He's still going to get all his laughs in, and he's still going to have a good time uh, messing with us. Um, he's laughed at my family a lot this week. He's laughing, he's laughing right now as I look at the empty spot in the pew back there where my grandpa should be. And the devil's having a good time laughing at us. And the thing is, he's going to laugh at me a whole, a lot more times in my life. Like, this won't be the, definitely won't be the last time he laughs at me. It's not the first. And the same's true for you all as well. The devil's laughing at you lots of times in your life, and he's going to do it a lot more. Um, every person in here is going to die one day. Um, every single person that you love is going to die one day. And I promise this is going to get better. But the devil's going to laugh at us a lot. And he's going to enjoy it. But he doesn't get the last laugh. In 1 Corinthians 4, uh, chapter 4, starting in verse 13, Paul kind of addresses this issue in a way. And Paul writes here, But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep. They may not grieve as others do who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. For this we declare to you a word from the Lord, that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first, Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So we will always be with the Lord. 
Therefore, encourage one another with these words. And so that's what I'm wanting to do this morning, is, encourage, is for us to encourage one another with these words. Uh, Paul starts out by saying, we don't want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep. So, so right off the bat there, there's a little bit of encouragement already, where he uses the term that they're just asleep. Um, when you're asleep at night, are you worried about what's going on in the world? Are you concerned with how things are going, how your family's doing, all this stuff? Or do you even know that the world even exists when you're asleep at night? You don't even know anything's going on. It's, it's a peaceful time for you. And that's what Paul says about the people who've gone on before us. He says, they're asleep. So we need not worry for them. And we think, okay, they're asleep. Well, that's good enough for them, but what about us who are left behind grieving? Paul goes on to say, that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. Notice he didn't say that we're not to grieve. Obviously, we're going to grieve. There's a time for that. There's a time for mourning. There's a time for laughing. There's a time for everything under the sun. But what he says is don't grieve like others do who have no hope. Well, what do you mean by that? Well, those who don't have hope, how is their grief any different from ours? Well, I think it means, I think he's saying that for those, it's the end completely. The grief lasts forever, never ends, until they're gone. For those who do have hope, he's going to go on to say, well, that's not the end. There'll be a time when, there'll be a time when you grieve that you don't get to experience the things anymore here in this life. But he says there's still hope. And what do he say that hope is? In verse 14 he says, For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. God says for those who have loved him, that it's not the end. He says they're just asleep, but guess what? They're going to wake up one day. It's not the end, because resurrection. Because Jesus went through it. Jesus was... Uh, we can't even imagine the things he went through on the cross. He died. He descended into death for a short time and did what he had to do there. And then he resurrected. And we're told that that's just the first fruits. And here, Paul promises us that because of that, we know that the same thing can be said for us one day if we have our hope and faith in the Lord as well and choose to follow him. So the devil's going to laugh at us. But we don't, we, don't have to, we don't have to mourn like the others do, those who don't have the hope, those who don't know Christ and his promises, because there is a hope. And in the book of Ephesians, in chapter 1, at the very end, Paul makes a statement where he says that Christ has filled all things. So all things... Christ is filled with himself. When Christ died, he descended into the dead. That's like I said, he descended into the dead, did what he had to do there for three days. So if Christ has filled all things with himself, when Christ descended into the dead, Christ has even filled death with himself. Death is now filled with Christ. So now for those who love him and know him, to enter into death is to experience Christ. 
And it sounds a little confusing, and I agree. What exactly does that mean? How exactly does that look like? I don't know. I don't, I don't have all the answers and I don't pretend to. And you shouldn't either. I don't know exactly what that means or how it looks like. But I know that it's good. So, we still have the hope. Even for those who have gone on. We know that Christ has filled all things with himself. Christ entered into death, even filled death with himself. So now to enter into death is to experience Christ. And we know that that must be good. The devil's going to laugh at us a lot throughout our lives. But as I started out by saying, the devil doesn't get the last laugh. In fact, we get the last laugh. We get to laugh at the devil. Because we, through, in and through Jesus Christ, we're going to come out on top. The greatest weapon that the devil has in his arsenal, I believe, is death. It, it wipes people off the earth. I think it causes the most pain and hurt. The greatest weapon the devil has in his arsenal is death. But Christ, through his death and resurrection, he took that weapon away. So now we get to laugh at the devil, just like Paul does in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, where he just mocks death and says, Oh, death, where's your victory? Where's your sting, death? And he just mocks death. He mocks the devil and just laughs in his face because death is lost. It's the greatest weapon the devil has. And Christ takes it away. And we get to last laugh. We, we get to laugh at the devil. But only through, only through what Jesus Christ has done. It's only by His grace, His mercy, and His love that we'll be able to have the last laugh. All of us, whoever chooses, it's open whosoever will. Any of your loved ones, no matter what they've done, any of you, no matter what you've done, the invitation's open to you. You can have the last laugh of the devil. Or you can choose to just let the devil laugh at you forever. It's up to you. And I think, I think it's an encouraging message to think about. I think it's important to do what Paul told the Thessalonians to do, to use these things to encourage one another. And I find it encouraging. And I hope you do too. The devil doesn't get the last laugh. We get the last laugh. We get the laugh at the devil. But again, he will laugh at us a lot. Throughout our life. And how do we deal with this? Well, we have the, we have the perfect shepherd. We have the perfect leader to guide us along the way. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still and quiet waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. For even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod, your staff, they give me comfort. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. 
My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen.